unless we team up with Yvonne and Chase. Hey, nice. welcome to the WAN Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic show for y'all today. A lot of big topics, including, of course, third times the charm. AMD announced their Ryzen 5000 series of processors that looks absolutely, well, to put it simply, freaking incredible. Like, if half of what they said is true and accurate this is going to be an absolute game changer also we've got some drama in the data recovery space so we did recently we did a sponsored video with drive savers where one of the things that we talked about was a recent fix for the iphone that drive saver says they figured out and then we've actually got some other folks in the data recovery and device repair community that are saying <clears throat> um actually that wasn't them so we're gonna get into that what else we got very interesting very interesting there's a ps5 teardown that's been getting memed a little bit but it's still very interesting what do you mean Starlink memed? Beta. it's awesome it has been memed a little bit really? by, by Xbox. Yeah, oh, I don't necessarily whatever. agree. I don't necessarily agree with the memeing, but whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it either way. Starlink is entering the public beta soon, uh, and I thought I had something else that was that was cool that I wanted to bring up. Oh, the MSI drama. Yeah, more drama. It's going to be a drama, drama llama be a show today. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Show is brought to you today by Ridge Wallet. And also, uh, it's not on my list. Uh, Backblaze. Oh, oh, man, it's broken. Uh, and Squarespace. Woo. Hold on, I got to fix this. Uh, there we go. Line salute. <laughs> oh, when you're your own producer on a live show, it's the best. Someday, someday, maybe I'll, maybe I'll hire a producer. Just kidding. All right, let's, uh, this was posted by William CLL on the forum and AMD's Where Gaming Begins event was kind of a big deal. Luke, have you looked at this yet? That's fine. No. That's fine. I'm going to walk you through it. It's huge. So AMD is taking such a big leap forward here that they are just, yeah. they're just skipping 4,000 series. They're just skipping it on the desktop. They're going straight from Ryzen 3000 to Ryzen 5000. Actually, I think the reason they're doing that is more to do with that they mucked up the branding on the notebook side calling Zen 2 Ryzen 4000. So then it's like, oh boy, now what are we going to do? Are we going to have like this 1000 disparity between laptop and desktop forever? No, we're not. We're just going to make yeah. everything 5000. Love it. This has happened a few times. That happened with the 800 series on NVIDIA's yeah, side. Yeah, so dumb. Anyway, uh, so where gaming begins, they announced the Ryzen 9 5950X, 5900X, 5800X, and 5600X. Those are 16, 12, 8, and 6 core processors, respectively, with anywhere from 35 megabytes of cache all the way up to 72 megabytes of cache, and boost clocks from 4.6 all the way up to 4.9 gigahertz. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, AMD is getting dangerously close to the 5 gigahertz barrier. Impressively, they are not only running at these high clock speeds, but they are doing it within the same TDP as their predecessors. So they're all rated for 105 watts down to the 8 core and 65 watts for the 6 core. Like, dang, 
Like looking at the single threaded performance that they're claiming on these things, yeah. like one of those six cores and like a nice small form factor machine, it's like 65 watts. That's incredible. It's exciting, you know? Puts the excitement back in CPUs again. And the bigger deal, yeah, of course, is not the clock speeds or the cores. I mean, AMD has already been a leader when it comes to core count. The bigger deal is the improvement in per clock uh, efficiency. So how much performance they can actually get out of each clock cycle. And they are apparently uh, claiming a 19% lift in instructions per clock. Wild, like two generations. That is massive. Well, it depends. I mean, are we talking Intel generations? Because then it's Oof. like it's like four. It's like four, Luke. Okay, which generations are we looking at here? Like Star Trek generations? Because then it's probably a little less. It's probably. I think the technology moves a little faster in Star Trek than it does over at Team Blue. Um, yeah. AMD is claiming that these new CPUs are going to beat Intel sometimes by a lot in not only productivity where they've already been strong, but also yeah. gaming. That's gaming. the big winner, in my opinion. AMD is claiming they're going to be 20% faster than Intel in Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Because one of the crazy things is they already won over gamers by just being like better overall. Like a lot of gamers were sacrificing the performance difference in games. Yeah. And just being like, whatever, I might end up streaming. I might end up doing something else, which is going to yep. take more of the processor as a whole. I'll go for the AMD option. And now that it's better in both categories, like, oh man, that's so, uh, so rough. As of the launch of the 5000 series, assuming that all of this is correct, AMD will hold the following advantages over Intel. Multi-threaded performance, um, bang for the buck, cheaper motherboards, uh, potentially single-threaded performance, um, and the CS:GO the CS:GO benchmark specifically has been something that's been hanging over their head for a really long time. Storage performance, PCI Express Gen 4, which all of a sudden is being thrown into the limelight. Like here we've got Sony and Microsoft launching these new consoles and they're saying next generation games are going to really take advantage of high speed storage. And sup, yo, how you doing? <laughs> What's hanging? I don't know why he decided to come hang out, but he did. I heard you weren't feeling good last night. Yeah, he's been he's been sick, but he seems to be doing a little bit better. He always gets excited. Oh, there we go. He always gets excited when I talk a lot. He likes like loud conversation. So he seems to love WAN show every week. Sweet. So I'll, like, dude. get a little bit more animated and he's like, yeah. Yeah. Rock on. Yeah. Shake <laughs> your shake your tail, baby. All right. So uh right. So high speed SSDs are all of a sudden becoming a major factor, a big consideration for future games. And hey, cold hard truth is not everybody is, you know, me and is upgrading their hardware every cycle, right? For most people, I think it's pretty fair to say that anywhere from three to eight years is as long as you could expect to be using a gaming rig. And you might make a couple yeah. a couple key upgrades in that time. I, oh, I need a bit more storage because the new Modern Warfare is 600 <laughs> terabytes. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so there's some, you need some more storage. You know, NVIDIA saw fit to grant us a new graphics card finally, you know, maybe upgrade to one of those, that sort of thing. But in terms of the core platform, you expect to be be able to use it for quite some time and so if i was buying a, a system today pci express gen 4 went from 
eh, whatever, to, wow, that is a major consideration if I want my gaming rig to be able to play these next-gen console games that aren't going to stay console exclusive forever. Speaking of the longevity of the platform, advantage number six is intergenerational compatibility. Now, AMD did did kind of tick off the community based on what they had initially promised when they went back on 300 series motherboards having support for this upcoming uh, generation of processors. If I recall correctly, I can't remember exactly which generation AMD was like yeah. not going to support yeah. and then people were mad. Maybe it was B450. Okay, doesn't matter. The point is AMD did let folks down a little bit, but then if I recall correctly, again, they ended up making it right and they are still definitely holding an advantage over Intel in this regard. Intel has been real strict for like pretty much the last 10 years. Okay, you get a chipset and then the chipset that launches with that CPU, that chipset might get one more CPU and then that's it. It's been pretty much on that cadence. And even if the socket doesn't change, and in some cases I do understand there were there were actual engineering considerations that made it so that they didn't want to just say, okay, uh, it's a free for all. Sure, put, put Coffee Lake on this, do that. Uh, I get it, I get it. But that doesn't change that from a competitive standpoint, they're behind AMD who has had as much as three generations of CPUs now be available on a single motherboard. That, that's crazy. And it looks like that's going to continue. So these uh, the 500 series boards that are out there now are not only going to be compatible with Ryzen 5000, they're supposed to be drop-in compatible. AMD has apparently been stealthily uh, putting in the microcode that's needed for these upcoming processors. And so if you've updated your BIOS in the last little bit, it is quite possible that you will just chuck a 5000 series CPU in there. Don't chuck it, please put it in nicely. <laughs> and you're ready to rock. So can we think of any more advantages? Did I already say cheaper motherboards? Uh, you did. I think yeah. I did. Okay, number six. I mean, let's let's brainstorm here, ladies and gentlemen. What else we got? What else we got? Let's head over to the float plane chat. By the way, if you're not subscribed to LTT on float plane, you got to get over there because we got like, early access. We got behind the scenes. Now is genuinely the best time to subscribe to LTT Flowplane that I think there's like ever been because you guys are pumping the exclusives. Yeah, Ed's been doing a great job. Like he's even just yeah. did like weird like test footage and stuff like that. He's been Dude, chucking the, it on there. The we're taking things slow video was so cool. There isn't even, there's no audio. There's no intro. There's just nothing. It's just slow-mo footage randomly stitched together in a row. I was like, this is great. Uh, we just got a high-speed camera. So oh, we, okay. we finally, yeah, we've rented them before, but we finally actually own one. Uh, what did you get? Uh, we got, um, oh, bloody hell, what's it called? Chronos uh, high-speed camera. What's their new one called? The Chronos 2.1 HD from Crontech. We did a tour of their facility like way back a thousand years ago. They're still around. Um, so Chronos 2.1. Yeah, yeah. So it's only like five grand. But it does, I think, either 720 or 1080 at 1,000 frames per second. And 1,000 frames per second is sort of the, yeah, 1080 at 1,000 frames per second. So that's sort of the magic number for us. Because when it comes to evaluating things like monitors, um, 1,000 frames per second is uh, one millisecond per frame. So if we wanted to do something like uh, investigate the gray-to-gray -gray response times of of uh, of the pixels of a monitor or something like that. It's just really easily divisible. So we used it actually today in a really cool video. 
I was really annoyed with LG for not getting us their new C10 48 inch, uh, well, months ago, because we've been asking for it for months. And so we couldn't even get a sample to review. And then meanwhile, there's like sponsored videos with other people going up about it. And I'm like, for real? You guys can't find one TV to send us where we just want we just want to make editorial content because we're really excited about it. And you got to send it to people who needed to be paid to make the video. What are you guys even doing? <laughs> like, at what point do I just have to apply for a job there so I can show you guys all how this is done? Like, for crying out loud. Oh um, <laughs> honestly. Hey, you know I applied at Amazon, right? Like, way back in the day? I'll no. Remind me to tell that story later. I'll tell that story okay, later. Okay. Anyway. Um... So anyway, we used it today for our C10 video and it was so cool because we were able to use the um we were able to use the high speed camera. So instead of doing a pursuit setup, we actually just had a stationary camera while the UFOs went across and it's running at such a high frame rate that we can actually just see the pixels changing. So OLED, one of the great things about that technology is how quickly the pixels shift compared to something like an IPS LCD, even a very high speed one. So we whipped out a 360 hertz gaming monitor, and then we had our OLED running at 120 hertz, and we tried them at- Yeah, 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 okay. So we yeah. tried them at various refresh rates, 60 and 60, 120 and 120, and then 120 versus 240, and 120 versus 360, to see at what point does refreshing the LCD faster overcome the slower pixel response times because even on a one millisecond lcd panel come on get real it's not even close and we can see that we can see that on the high speed camera so it's it's pretty exciting i'm i'm jazzed to show you guys that video that'll definitely be early access on floatplane so coming around full circle make sure you're subscribed to floatplane uh that's the camera we got that i just showed you guys by the way it's, it's pretty sick those guys are a local company so uh feel free to check them out don't expect to get a camera anytime soon they've had some serious supply chain issues due to covid that's one of the reasons it took us so long to get it, because ever since we did those collabs with Gav from Slow Mo Guys and with uh, Shroud, Mr. Grimms, Corey, uh, and Paul for the like, does high refresh rate gaming help yeah. your help your abilities? We've been trying to get our hands on one, and I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to deal with a the cost and b the hassle of Phantom. Like it is not easy to work with. I do not envy Gav. He's he's very successful. He's basically uh, like a real celebrity at this point. Um, you know, him and Dan, and I'm just like, yep, got no desire for your life because that looks horrible. <laughs> just dealing with that slow-mo footage all the time. And they do so much of the work themselves. Uh, so back to AMD and all the, all the various advantages that they have. I never actually ended up looking my, at the my chat. One quick thing before I, before I go forward, um, is, is one of my favorite things about Floatplane is like the comment section on this slow-mo video. It's like I said, it's just no audio, no intro, no outro, just random stitched together slow-mo footage. Yeah. All the comments are like, this is great. <laughs> I know the Floatplane community is so positive. They're That's so awesome. nice. Here, okay, here, Anyways, I'll, 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 te I'll tease a little bit of it. So nice. just this is just Ed playing around with the slow-mo camera. The image quality is actually not bad. Like it looks, It looks really good. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with it. This is exactly what we needed. So you can expect to see more of this kind of stuff in upcoming videos. I'm surprised Dennis didn't like scare himself. He actually look at his look on his face. He probably did. What a nerd. I love that guy. I wonder how many FPS this is at. We can we can actually turn down the resolution and get 
uh, even greater frame rates if we really want to. So I think it can, we were, we did some at 3000 FPS earlier today. Why does he have a plastic gun? What even am I looking at? Okay. Jeez. Sorry, I haven't actually seen this. I don't even like review some of the things that they upload. Look at the look on his face. Like it's a balloon, Dennis. Just chill, dude. That's pretty fun, though. It's cool. Oh, yeah. All right. I love how Rod is like in the comments criticizing the like bit versus drill usage. Oh, come on, Rod. Just chill. <laughs> That's great. I love it. All right. Uh, what are what are what else are we looking at? Okay. So back to uh, back to AMD. So advantages for Intel. Why don't we change gears and talk about their advantages? Uh, Intel teased their upcoming Rocket Lake 11th gen processors. Um, it is rumored to be a 14 nanometer variant of the new Willow Cove architecture, which Tiger Lake is based on. So we could be getting faster onboard video. Um, cool. Nice. Nice. Good win, guys. Nice. Nice. I mean, we also might get like RDNA 2 onboard video from AMD and upcoming APUs. So like, but still nice. 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 <laughs> I am. Someone made a comment okay. earlier I, and it sucks that the, the Rocket Lake thing's coming because they, they were calling it Coffin Lake in Co Twitch chat. And I thought that was Lake. pretty great. <laughs> okay. When I was talking earlier, I was talking about Coffee Lake, not Coffin Lake. I know, I know, I know. Coffin Lake. I just thought it was Oh, funny. what a creepy place to hang out on a weekend that would be. <laughs> Honestly, though. I like desperate Intel. I like against the ropes Intel a lot better than I like complacent Intel because that's what it takes to get through to the suits. And if that's what it takes, fine. Because every other time Intel's been up against the ropes, they have come back swinging hard. So has Intel had all of their brain, good brains drained away? I don't know. We're going to find out soon enough because I'm sure they're going to need a way to to come back and make a splash here sometime in the next. I mean, the thing about it, guys, is that like, oh, man, there's so many things for them to overcome. Oh, advantage number seven is AMD's approach to CPU design with their chiplets uh, allows them apparently to be much more efficient about product development and work on multiple different cores in parallel to the point where apparently they were able to just drop these new Zen 3 cores onto the same substrate that they were using for Ryzen 3000 series with the same IO die and just like, okay, here we go. Like, that's incredible. Obviously, it wasn't quite that simple. Like, there's a lot of engineering that goes into getting something like that working just right. Actually, advantage Intel. Uh, I really hope that AMD does a better job with virtualization this time around. Uh, it was, and it can be done. I know, I know. I saw all the comments on the couple's PC where people were like, oh, oh, Wendell did it. The fact that Wendell did it does not mean that it is user-friendly, okay? Wendell can do amazing things. Wendell could do just about anything. Yeah, as far as like, I can tell. I, Wendell, as far as I can tell, single-handedly created the DisplayPort KVM market. Like, Did you, did you know he collects... Um, and I... I don't think this was a joke. I think this was serious. Um, I, he collects the, the tops of like toilet bucket things. Like my dad's going to kill me. Like the, the like, reservoir. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like the shelf to put your sandwich and your, and your milk on. Right. 
Your sandwich and your milk. Yeah, when you're snacking wow. on the can. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. He collects those. He collects them. Yeah. Where does he keep them? Yeah, let me try to find this really quick. That's the weirdest thing. I love Wendell, but like, dude, what the f Like, what are you... What? <laughs> let me try to find it. I mean, are they like vintage or like... What are we talking about uh, he, here? He like had some actually kind of cool ones, which was really interesting. Let me see if I can find it. When right. I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's a joke. And then I clicked on the thread and I was like, oh, wow. Some of these are actually, okay, I found it. Okay. Um, if you Discord it to me, I can I can bring it up and screen share it. That is, this is some like weird like what by am the I? By the way, level one text is on is on Flowplane and they're killing it. They're awesome there. Go check them out. Go yeah. Subscribe. Hooray! Hooray! Wow. Uh, okay. This is apparently real. Uh, okay. The time has come for me to let go of a few things. The basement has got too much crap in it. Is that an intentional pun? But where does one <laughs> go to unload their lovingly curated toilet lid collection? Is the internet ready to know about this? Are you like, what? And like, that's way too many to just be random, you know? Like, except what? Sep 28, 1974. Okay. That's like, that's like old enough to be old, but like not old enough to be vintage, isn't it? I mean, how long ago was 1974, I guess? Uh, well, he's got, he's got ones from the fifties. Uh-huh. I've got one that was minted July 21st, 1969. So is this like, is it about the dates? There, there's a market for these, he says, eBay. ToiletTankLidStore.com. You've got to be $69. No, this is clearly a joke. The fact that it's priced at $69, I refuse to accept it. I refuse to accept that this is real. No, no. If Wendell, if Wendell wants to call me right now and and explain himself, then maybe I will believe it because I trust I trust Wendell. I do too, which is why like when he tweets this, I have to take it at face value. No, no, he's also he's also a memer though. That's the problem sure. with Wendell is he's a straight faced memer. So you, you can't trust him, but I, I also do. trust him. Yeah. I trust exactly. him too. I trust <laughs> him too. We're talking about Wendell from level one text and his toilet lid collection. It's weird. Um, I mean, whatever you want to, yeah, whatever you want to do, whatever gets you going. Yeah. Uh, so in other news, AMD provided a sneak peek at their Radeon RX 6000 series, now uh, codenamed Big Navi, with numbers that seemingly put it in line with the RTX 3080. And if that's true, AMD might be competitive on all fronts this coming generation. Tell me something, Luke. Would you build an all-red gaming machine? Uh-oh. That's a long hesitation. Sure. Do you do you bleed green? Do you bleed green, Luke? I I have been very hard on Nvidia in the past. I have made a number of videos when I used to make videos that were very hard on Nvidia in the past. Um but it was easy cuz the red team basically didn't exist at that point in time. Um yes. so if they like exist properly, absolutely. Yeah. On the processor side, I think there's no question. Yeah. So, but there's a chance you'd go brown? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> go brown. It's green and red. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The brown PC. We should totally make that a video. The so brown PC, team... go all Noctua and everything. 
That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, remember the chocolate computer? Yeah. That, that color scheme was sick. That card was sweet. It was sick. It actually looked so cool. Worked out so well. All right. <laughs> so, so Team PGP is streaming, and that's like Wendell and the gang. Um, and people have gone over there and are talking to him about their toilet covers. <laughs> oh, is he live right now? Yeah, he's live right now. Oh, man. All right. Okay. Well, I was hoping he would... Uh, wait, no, I don't see him. Oh, is he live on Twitch? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just assumed he'd be live on YouTube. Maybe we'll like rate him afterward and razz him about his toilet collection. All right. <laughs> why, don't we, cool. uh, why don't we move on to the Drive Savers versus iPad Rehab Information War is apparently what this was called. It must have been James. If they're uh, still going, we should, we should play Left 4 Dead with them afterwards. But heck sorry. yeah. I'm super down. Um, so Lewis Rossman made a video, uh, Jessa from shoot, uh, what's her thing called again? Uh, iPad rehab, uh, Jessa from iPad rehab, uh, made a video about, um, saving app, uh, iPhones that were stuck on the Apple logo after the iOS 13 update. And, uh, basically I think the video I have linked here is Lewis's video talking about how, uh, our video, which was sponsored by drive savers had drive savers apparently taking credit for this fix, which involved like shorting some speaker IC or something like that, and then booting it and then pulling the data off, then resetting it, then unshorting it. And then the phone would just like work normally. So we have been accused. Kind of wild. Whoops. Oh my. So we have been accused of amplifying alleged misinformation from drive savers related to who exactly it is that discovered the fix and uh, drive savers. So, okay, so this appears to be like copied from one of the forum threads or one of the YouTube comments or something. But the, the allegation is that drive savers paid Linus to say that they had discovered the fix. And this is a fact that is contested. So on December 19th, 2019, Jessa from iPad Rehab streams her solution, uh, removing deactivating speaker amp chip. She does mention in the video that she's been talking to several larger companies about this problem. She claims she learned of the fix a few days prior to the stream. Um, the place to look for a hardware solution, this is a quote, the place to look for a hardware solution to a software problem is not our ideas, definitely not unintelligible RO, our own. Uh, the credit goes to the collaborative culture of the hardworking men and women in the global independent repair microsoldering community and a few really tenacious board repair guys who are willing to freely share their hard-earned information. And she credits Raj Paul in Australia for one. And this is actually something that has been my experience in the data recovery and device repair industry. It's incredibly tight-knit. Like, yes, Everyone's competing. There's only so many devices that are broken and need to be fixed, I guess. With that said, I mean, I think that the industry could be probably five times the size and it would be better for the world if people were getting their devices repaired instead of just giving them back to Apple so that they can be recycled or which, by the way, is not like that's recycling sounds really good. It's not that good. It's a lot better for the device to just keep working. Um, yes. And this yeah. was this was absolutely my experience uh, with DeepSpar, for example. We've worked with them on sponsored videos in the past. Those guys are so cool. Like they're they're like basically exactly the kind of like Russian like data guys that you would expect. Like one of one of the guys there, like literally is. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Whatever, I'm going for it. He's literally in a Fight Club, and I was like, <laughs> what? 
because he's like covered in scars and stuff. And I'm like, so what's what's up with that? And like, he's like kind of like he's low key jacked. You know what I mean? Like, like not like, oh, yeah, this this is this is all for show. And like I pose and stuff, but like could definitely knock your head off if he if he hit you hard enough. And so I was like. Yeah, I mean, we're chill, right? What's up with all the, like, scars and stuff? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, like, fight. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like boxing? He's like, nah. I'm like, he's like, yeah, yeah, you just, like, you go and you, like, fight. And I'm like, is this Fight Club? And he's like, yeah, basically. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, anyway, so the Deep Spar guys amazing. are, like, some of the coolest techies I've ever met. And they, like, are exactly how you would imagine the kinds of people whose job it is is to break um, the the protections or even sometimes just lack of documentation and information from drive manufacturers in order to help people get their data back. Um, and from talking to them, everything that I know about this community is that is just super collaborative because the cold hard truth is that between the uh, unwillingness or inability of drive manufacturers to provide spare parts and information on repairing and recovering these devices, it takes a community in order to make this happen. So uh, it seems like uh, Jessa's, Jessa's message overall here sounds about right to me that this is a collaborative thing. So she claims she called drive savers and on track to let them know about the fix for the benefit of consumers, since these companies are recommended by Apple. Um, on October 1st, 2020, Linus amplifies this message from drive savers that um, said that they found the fix. And then on October 8th, uh, Lewis Rossman uploaded a video shining light on sort of this disagreement between drive savers and Jessup. So in response to us asking drive savers about it, they say, Quote, we do not share solutions and timeframes when we make advancements in data recovery. So for her to refute our claims um, has no basis. Fair enough. Drive Savers claims they already had the fix prior to speaking to Jessa and they support this using a screenshot taken two days before her stream. Um, paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing here. They say basically, hey, this problem can be solved just so you know. And she says, yep, I know. Thanks. So... Um, at this point, I have not spoken to Jessa. I haven't spoken to Lewis. Um, all I've been able to do is go through what they're saying, ask Drive Savers for their take on it. They were, um, I, I want to thank them for even talking about this at all. Uh, they were a little reluctant to kind of get into this kind of thing. They were like, yeah, look, we don't really engage in this kind of like, he said, she said, um, we've been doing this a very, very, very long time. And if you know, at the end of the day, um, we feel like our reputation stands for itself. So we don't like to get into this kind of like, you know, who found it first, uh, sort of, uh, uh, hearsay. Um, and I get that. I, I totally understand that. I mean, we've gone through similar things in the past where we've been accused of things by much, much smaller YouTubers, for example, that weren't true. And, unless they really like blew up in the community, our approach has always been to just ignore them because the reality of it is when we are, when we have 10 times, it's driving me crazy. When we have 10 times as many subscribers as someone else, our mere acknowledgement of their presence, even if we're calling them a liar, is a net positive gain in exposure for them. 
And so my my general philosophy, anytime someone has wronged me, has been ignore them to death. Um, now, Drive Savers didn't say any of that. That's all just my approach to these kinds of disagreements. But I do know that they had a reluctance to get in here and talk about this at all. But I want to thank them for sharing their side of the story. I'm not in a position to verify because Drive Savers doesn't talk about this stuff publicly. I'm not in a position to verify who exactly came up with the fix. But uh, I do want to say, you know, hey, I'm I'm glad that the solution was found. I'm glad that people were able to get their data back. I really admire the collaborative nature of the data recovery community. And at the end of the day, I don't think Jess is the bad guy here. I don't think Lewis is the bad guy. I don't think Drive Savers is the bad guy. I haven't seen any evidence that any of them are a bad guy here. Um, I think at the end of the day, all of them, from my interactions with Lewis, from my interactions with Drive Savers, and like I said, I don't know Jessa, I've never spoken to her, but everything that I know about her reputation tells me that these are all people that really do just want individuals and businesses to get their valuable data back. So um, I, I just don't want any more drama around this. Um, I have not seen, Drive Savers has not led me wrong in the past, so I, I tend to trust them, but Maybe there was just a misunderstanding here. I mean, this could be as simple as the whole calculus invention thing. I mean, calculus is sort of famous for being invented by two people, or you could call it a discovery. I mean, math is it's inherent, there's, so you kind of discover. There's it. a few. There's a few things yeah. like that too. It's not just cal the calculus one is very interesting, but there, there's there's quite a few things where like in, in in completely different parts of the world and without like internet style communication, things were discovered simultaneously. It's it's a thing. It happens. Um, I, I I don't know if this is true because I can't hear. Um, but as far as I can tell from looking at the Team PGP chat, I think you need to check your Twitter because he's wondering what your phone number is, I think. Wendell doesn't have my phone number? Since when? I, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe. Someone, someone said he needs to, Linus just has to check Twitter for a phone number. Someone said that. So I don't know if that's like legit or not. Okay, one moment, please. I, I can't hear. I can't hear what Wendell's saying. So one moment, please. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta place a little call to Kentucky. I was gonna here. say, do you have his phone number? You could solve it that way. We gotta place a little call to Kentucky. Make sure you don't show your screen. Is he trolling me? Please leave a message for 859 Okay, I'm getting a call from some other state. That's probably, yeah. Pat. That's, okay, I don't know, I don't know what that is. Okay, he says, no problem, retry, sorry. All right, here we go, here we go. We're, we're doing it, we're doing it live, ladies and gentlemen. All right, no, f we'll do it live, right? Okay, we've got some long distance charges here. Got some long distance charges. Hello? Hello, my Dell is broken. I, I I pressed the I pressed the button and he he no turn on. Is this the help desk? You, yeah, you're gonna have to unplug it and plug it back in. <laughs> yeah. 
Where, where's the plug button? I can't find it. Do you have a power strip? Uh, we can always go for the breaker, if nothing else. <laughs> what about the meter on the side of your house? There should be a great big disconnect. We can throw that. Okay, you keep changing the subject. You keep changing the subject, because I want to talk to you about this toilet seat collection. <laughs> or not seat, toilet cover. Toilet cover collection. Yeah, there's over 100. Yeah. I understand that. I can tell that from the picture. That's not really the question. The question is not how many you have. The question is why. <laughs> so it turns out that's the thing that plumbers do. I, I kind of sort of inherited the collection in a manner of speaking. And uh, this, this was your dad a plumber comes from. Well, no, no, not exactly. Okay. But, uh, uh, it just sort of, uh, it just sort of worked out that way. So, yeah, there's a there's quite a collection of toilet lids from like 1909 all the way up through like 1997, so like 90 years of toilet lids. It's really just completely insane. Okay, can I just for just as a point of clarification here, um, what is the point of this? Like, do, do you try to do you try to get like really cool manufacturing dates? Like, this toilet lid was made on the day that you know. Uh, Linus Tech Tips, uh, you tried Linux for the first time. Like, what, what, what's the significance? Yeah, there are a couple of those in there like that, which is completely insane. But is that by but, chance? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's just completely by chance. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a fun thing you notice when you're cataloging them. So even more insane, there are websites dedicated to... Uh, Toilet tank lid replace. Like somebody like chips their lid, and it's like, oh man, I need something that matches my vintage 1979, you know, uh, olive green toilet. Where am I going to get a replacement lid? There's three or four websites that are like, hey, replacementtoiletlid.com, and they have a, a far more impressive collection than I do. This is one of those things like Mattress Underground, where I like I look at it and I go, wow, who like who dedicates their life to you know making sure that people understand the difference between. You know, like uh, like organic latex and like regular latex and what mattresses are made of and whatever. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it's one of those rabbit holes that it's like, okay, someone has put a lot of time into curating this collection because where else are you going to find you know like the olive green or like the olive drab you know toilet tank lid or like that certain shade of blue from like 1978? But if you have a toilet like that and you chip the lid and you're not going to replace the entire toilet where else are you going to go yeah i mean this is just the kind of problem that i never um that, yeah i just never imagined myself having therefore i never imagined what the solution would need to be so um i know for a fact that you're a businessman and you also run a youtube channel and i'm sort of wondering if it's the best use of your time to catalog toilet lids can you <laughs> could you respond to that <laughs> It's a, it's a little, there's a, there's a therapeutic component to it, maybe. So, you know, okay. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a certain, there's a certain quiet dignity to, I can't even say it with a straight face. There's a, <laughs> a quiet dignity to, uh, you know, it's like, oh, wow, this is this certain brand that's from Italy. And, you know, nobody's ever heard of them before. And, but most of them are, you know, American standard or not really anything too exotic. Okay. Um, well, thank you for that. That was wonderful. That was a, just one heck of a story. Uh, thanks, Wendell. Uh, how late are you guys gaming tonight? Uh, probably another hour or two. I'll take some more pictures and post them on Twitter afterward. Bummer. Okay, I'll probably <laughs> I'll probably miss you then. We were gonna play some Left 4 Dead 2 later, but I know you guys are like over Eastern. You're Eastern time, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's, All right. That's well past my bedtime. But All right. I appreciate it. I'll catch you. I'll catch you another time. I'll catch you another time. Thanks, Wendell. Sounds good. Thank you. Take care. All right. So, guys, make sure that you uh, go check out um, Wendell on Twitter. So, that's oh, uh, what is it? Is it at level one text? I think so. Uh, Wend... uh... Tech Wendell. T E K Wendell. Oh, okay. W e n d e l l. It's also at uh, level one text, but okay. I, yeah, I suspect the, I suspect the toilet seats are going to be on the personal account. All right. Um, but yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, okay. Cool. Well, now we know. I don't know that that knowledge enriches my life particularly, but uh, thank thank you for that, Wendell. It enriched uh, mine. Did it? Okay. Good. Yeah. You know what enriches me? This message from our sponsor. <laughs> Uh, Ridge Wallet. Wait, are, uh, wait, are these not right? Uh oh. Um. Uh. They're wrong. What? Whoever put the sponsors in the thing, um, kind of derped it, I think, because I have two different sets. I have one set of the like lower of the lower thirds, like the copy, and then I have another I set of talking points. Um, hey, Emma, do you have a sharpie? We can fix this. Hold on. Uh, no, no, no. I just don't know which oh. set is right. Oh, okay. And I have gotcha. no way of knowing. We might have to I, do another top emergency topic. Emergency topic. Can, uh, that okay. Was yeah. Such a good segue, though. Now, oh, what Starlink a waste. Starlink is entering beta, the like a public beta soon. Tuesday, sixty Starlink satellites were launched, and when they're in position, the public beta will start. Uh, Elon Musk is unsure when the satellites will reach their target position, but it will probably be within a couple months. The satellites will reach their target altitude in about 45 days, uh, which is done in batches of 20. So it'll be about 135 days total. Uh, this puts the satellites in position around February 18th, 2021. It's uh, <clears throat> a little bit more than a couple months. Um, Musk said the public beta will be available fall of 2020. Okay, so maybe that this is all over the place. Uh, with with only certain areas getting coverage, a limited beta. Oh, okay, so when like one batch goes up, they're starting public beta. Um, a limited beta has been currently already running in rural areas of Washington State. There's been some really cool news about that. Actually, uh, if you want to look into it, there's some some people that have always had issues getting internet connections that now have like decently high speed internet. It's really actually pretty sweet. Um, and apparently, this has been. Oh yeah. This has been useful for, oh, I didn't know this part. It's been useful for first responders in rural areas of Washington during the wildfires. Cool. Especially because I believe the news last year uh, was that ISPs were price gouging first responders because they were using too much data and they were charging them tons and tons of money. I remember talking about that on Land Show. So this is a little bit better news than that. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. I'm definitely going to try this out just because it's... Tell me too, for sure. It's just such an interesting transition for for technology you know like this is this is just wild i don't know I, I i will try it out in the public beta probably not use it again for at least a very extreme amount of time but super interesting idea it'll make like i remember on a, on a couple trips that i've done like okay maybe you get a local sim something like that something that i started doing more recently was was you get the like uh like Google's ISP thing and you can do it through eSIM. Oh, okay. And you, you can just subscribe for like a little bit, a little bit of time, but all you really need is some data. So if you can start using Starlink in those situations, could be, could be kind of cool. The GMC Hummer infotainment system 
will be powered by, by Unreal Engine. Um, what does this mean? Uh, basically, you get a pretty cool-looking graphic on your car screen, and that might be basically it. But it could mean more in the future, maybe. could mean better running, better-looking infotainment systems, which, um, especially for ones that come directly from uh, the car manufacturer and aren't, like, basically done by Apple or whatever else, that's very needed, in my opinion. It yeah, absolutely. It's so bad. I, I would be I would be so thrilled to just see, like, I mean, everything from it being more responsive to yep. just having a like a, a, a like a, a, a cooler looking interface, like everything about that could absolutely be better. Literally potential uh, better like touch detection. Like yep. there's there's a lot of things they could do with this. Um, so while right now it might just mean a prettier graphic moving forward, it, it, it might mean a lot more than that, which is cool. All right. Uh, sponsors for the show today, Ridge Wallet. Stop carrying pointless items around in your pockets, like receipts, old hotel room keys, or spent gift cards. With a Ridge Wallet, you'll carry less because it doesn't hold that much. That's right. That's a selling point. It's a feature, not a bug. With Ridge Wallet, you've got two metal plates that are bound together by a strong elastic band, keeping your cards tightly together, but still accessible. They're RFID blocking. They've got a lifetime guarantee, and they're available in aluminum, carbon fiber, and titanium. They also don't just sell wallets. They've also got battery banks, bags, smartphone covers, and more. So use offer code Linus to save 10% on everything at ridge.com slash Linus. Oh, yeah. Um... um don't reply i gotta tell people don't reply on teams because pings the whole damn stream all right the show is also brought to you today by backblaze backblaze is unlimited cloud backup for macs and pcs for just six dollars a month they've restored over 35 billion files i mean we're talking about data recovery earlier you don't want data recovery you want like what, what what's backblaze cost six bucks a month you don't want data recovery. You want data backup. That's way better, way better. Do it proactively. You can back up your docs, music, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all the data and restore your files anywhere. You can directly download them on the web. They've got an app. You can purchase a restore via hard drive and they will FedEx it to you overnight. And then you just restore everything and send it back to them. They'll give you a refund for the hard drive. There's no wonky cost structures, just unlimited data backup at a fixed price. So try it out 15 days for free at backblaze.com slash when. Play around with it. Start protecting yourself from bad times. And finally, Squarespace. Squarespace gives you the tools you need to build and grow your online presence. They've got a ton of templates spanning a large... Okay, this is driving me. This pop filter is driving me absolutely crazy. I keep hitting it. Uh, they've got a ton of templates <laughs> spanning a large variety of categories. Look, if Squarespace wanted to sponsor a professional show, they'd do it. Uh, so if you need a website for your blog or for your wedding or your business, Squarespace has got you covered. We use Squarespace for both uh, LinusMediaGroup.com and our LTX Expo rip website. And you can get a domain quickly through Squarespace or pour it over your existing one that you already own. Get started with a 14-day free trial and head to squarespace.com forward slash when to get 10% off your first purchase. I really got to fix those transitions so the thing doesn't move when we uh, press the thing. All right. Let's get into our second dramatic topic of the week. MSI was accused of scalping their own RTX 3080 inventory. They... Well, actually, let's let's go through this in chronological order. Yeah, I, I have an interesting question for you sure. on this one. But hit me. I, Why don't you start with that? We should maybe go through the. Okay, 
you, you did an all MSI PC and the sponsorship just so happened, I'm assuming it was a sponsorship, just so happened to be right now? Is that legit? Yes. How does that feel? It's like they're trying to make me look bad. Yeah. When, okay, can I ask, when, when was that yeah. agreed to? Oh, man, months ago. Like, yeah, at yeah, least, okay. <laughs> okay, maybe not months, but definitely weeks, multiple weeks. Like, we've so had the well, parts on well hand. Yes, we've had the parts on hand for a while. Like, oh, unbelievable. So, I saw, I saw that tweet go out, and I was like, okay, I know this for a fact was not like a knee jerk thing. There's no way this was planned out like a day or two ago. This must have been way in the past, but now they're stuck with this project. So oh, man. the good news is that I was right about the MSI scandal. So what happened oh. was it broke on Reddit that uh, I think it's called like MSI. No, 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 no. What's it? What's it called? They didn't actually put any notes in here for me on this, which is yeah, it just says talking point. Pretty, pretty annoying. So I think it's called like Starlet Starlet Partner Seller or something like that is is what it's called on eBay. Starlet Partner. And I don't know if you guys know this, but MSI stands for MicroStar International. So um, Starlet Partner has a long history of a long sales history. They had like 1500 reviews with pretty with a pretty high rating. And as far as anyone could tell, they only sold MSI products. And so it looked as though these this was like kind of an MSI um like MSI eBay store. MSI eBay store, like sell direct to, to customers kind of eBay store. And they're not the only ones that have done something like that. But what people were upset about was that MSI had RTX 3080s listed there for like double the MSRP, so around 1500 US dollars. I mean, that's the price of the RTX 3090 if MSRP, which I guess no one cares about anymore, is anything to go by. So people got mad because they were like, hey, you know, the messaging from NVIDIA is like, we're trying really hard to get these cards into the hands of gamers at the price that we said they were supposed to be. And then you got partners like MSI running around selling them for apparently 1359. Uh, 1359 was what they had it listed for. So that is a little less than double the price. Sorry, excuse me. I'm correct. I'll correct myself here. Um, so people were understandably outraged because, you know, here is everyone else in good faith trying to get these cards into the hands of real gamers instead of scalpers. And here's MSI profiteering off of this extremely allocated card. All right. So as this was blowing up, I had a conversation with, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if he wants me to talk about who it was, but I had a conversation with a buddy of mine in the tech space. And I was like, look, here's my, here's my hypothesis. Here's my theory. Um, I think this is probably just, I think it, this is real. So there was some initial uh, doubt about whether Starlet Partner was even MSI. Um, so everyone was like digging into like trademark registrations and all kind of stuff. And I was like, ah, this looks like MSI to me. It smells like MSI. It looks like MSI. It's probably MSI. And as it turns out, it was MSI. And then from there, uh, there was, oh, right. So as part of the process, this, uh, this friend of mine called up Starlet and was like, this is weird because... Okay, I could believe it's MSI from like uh from like the kind of things they're selling and the their long history of existing and all that stuff. Um, they're good rating, for example. But it was weird because I like called them and it was it just went to like some guy's voicemail, and I was like, all right, 
I'm once again going to lean on my experience working for a computer. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to classify NCIX because on the one hand they're like a small time like hole in the wall computer store, but on the other hand they peaked at like two hundred million dollars a year revenue and like two hundred and fifty yeah. employees, but they never really outgrew that attitude. So I was like, okay, let me share a little anecdote with you from my time at NCIX because here's my theory. I think the eBay team pretty much just like somehow got their hands on some of these and were like, wow, this would look really good on our P&L report for the month. Um, so for those of you not familiar, P&L is profit and loss. And typically, if you have a small team working on kind of a weirdo side project like that, they would have some kind of KPIs that they're supposed to hit. Like, you know, oh, you need to move through X number of dollars in dead stock a month, or you need to uh, sell at, you know, X amount of profit, which would incentivize them to put up more attractive looking listings with better pictures um, so that they would stand out. Um, so my take on it was the eBay team probably got their hands on these things somehow, either by accident or through like conniving to get access to them, decided to sell them, probably thought they were doing the company a favor by making way more money on these things. And, uh, and that's I probably not I, like, I know the guy that runs MSI USA and like, he's a good guy. Like, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't think there's any way that he would have known anything about this. Um, the, the, like yeah. one, one of the weird things that I saw was, and it was actually posted by Spartaman 64. Yeah. Um, a huge poster on the LTT forum, but it's a it's an Amazon link to the seller details of Starlet Partner. Yeah, and their detailed seller information has their business name as MSI Computer Corp. Yes, and their business address as like City of Industry, blah blah blah. Yes, but that could have potentially been faked, at least over the short Absolutely. term. Absolutely. The thing yeah. that made me pretty sure was that they'd existed for so long and had so many reviews with that address listed like clearly someone would have had to return something at some point and someone would have noticed that like right. um you know the address doesn't match or whatever graphics card coming from yeah so i figured it was as simple as the the ebay all oh, right so back to my anecdote um so ncix they they were a small hole in the wall computer shop but they were also like a national chain and i was like i'm gonna let you in on something our eBay store, which was how we got rid of a lot of the open box and refurbished items or dead stock items that we just couldn't promote in a, in a more conventional way, had one guy running it, Tim. And if you called the number, you got Tim's voicemail. And <laughs> my friend's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Like, that doesn't surprise me at all. Like, not one bit. <laughs> So on the one hand, like even, even companies that do like the, the numbers that you push back then, like a lot of times you're doing so many things that that sections, especially small sections, they're, they're very likely ran by just one person with very little oversight. And exactly. That's the thing is like, you could look at it and go, no, there, there, there's no way MSI wouldn't know about this. And blah, blah. Like, okay. NCIX was a relatively small partner of MSI back in the day. And this relatively small partner, I would be ordering anywhere from 300 to like 800 video cards a week. MSI is not noticing like four graphics cards being sold on the eBay store. This, this is a rounding error for a business of that magnitude. So it's like, yeah, we can go all conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat, like, oh yeah, they were profiteering. Get real. That's not, that's not realistic. Anyone with the, with the foresight uh, to make actual business decisions 
wouldn't have time to deal with whatever the eBay guys are doing and also would know better than to get caught selling graphics cards for double the price. So that, that, that was my take on it. Um, I actually have not kept up uh, with what anyone else has said about it. So I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if whoever I was talking to, I don't know if they've come out and said they were talking to me about it. I don't know what ended up actually happening for sure. But um, yeah, I just, oh, apparently I was, okay, no, apparently I was mentioned by name. So I was talking to Steve about it. Uh, apparently uh, Steve from Gamers Nexus did talk about our conversation. So how did that turn out? You guys will have to let me know in the chat. Uh, I, I didn't actually watch it. I was busy making my own videos. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it, it makes sense to me that like the dude that runs the eBay thing was like, Hey, I can like make my numbers look better. Yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Uh, people are like MSI admitted it. Yeah. What do you mean? MSI admitted what? That was never, that was never a question for me. Starlit partner was definitely MSI. Um, so apparently, uh, the, 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 Steve basically called customer support before he started contacting his Taiwan contacts, man, Steve goes hardcore. Steve goes hardcore. I love Steve. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm I'm like, I'm gonna learn Chinese so that I can like <laughs> talk to the real engineers and stuff. Like, man. Uh, yeah, I love so that legit. guy. I love that guy. Um so people aren't saying that uh they wouldn't want to risk something like that for such a small amount of money. Uh someone on Twitter said something like Linus did about how they're so big they wouldn't want to risk something like that for a small amount of money. Jay said, go away, the adults are talking. Now that's I, I strongly disagree with Jay's sentiment there. Everyone that I know at MSI who actually is in a position of authority has way more common sense. Like you have no idea the kind of impact that it would be on MSI's business for them to be doing something like that and get caught by a partner like NVIDIA. NVIDIA holds so much power over their partners and has made it very, very clear. Um, apparently, TechLink said it wasn't MSI. Oh, bloody hell, you guys. I, I, I'm sorry. I did a not look at that A perfect example of not every single part of a company having perfect oversight from the CEO all the time. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> there are things that happen. Um, oh, man. Now I'm all distracted. What was I saying again? Uh, you were talking about uh, Jay... Oh, NVIDIA. NVIDIA's power. Yes, so yeah. if NVIDIA were to discover that MSI was profiteering off of RTX 3080s, I can pretty much guarantee you, I can guarantee you from my experience dealing with NVIDIA, dealing with their partners, like the amount of fear of NVIDIA that exists in the industry is it's palpable. Um, NVIDIA's actions would go something along these lines. Uh, their quarters MDF would be either cut or eliminated. Their allocation of future RTX 3080 would be either cut or eliminated for some period of time. Like NVIDIA has the means to make their partners bleed because RTX 3080 chips are effectively like money. They're just money. The more of them that NVIDIA can make right now, the more money NVIDIA can print. Yeah, because like I think I'm not the only one getting to this point, but this is this if you can get the stuff, and I mean some of it's not even out yet, but it's coming soon. This is a fantastic time to build a new computer. The last generation of graphics cards was like I've been talking about that for a few shows now. It was it was not very good for a lot of reasons. And the last step of processors was like continually very impressive but still had some wins on the other side. Right now you have like 
a fantastic card at a great price and yep. a fantastic processor at a great price that are like new shiny fancy options so i suspect a lot of people are trying to get stuff and like linus just said if you can ship it it just it's immediate money every time Fleoner says uh steve basically said that even though the high ups at msi didn't notice it was still unacceptable yep sounds about right yeah um but it's also the kind of thing that like in fairness to msi hasn't come up in a while when was the last time there was a gpu that was so allocated that weeks after launch nobody could get one still it's yeah. been years and years and years and i mean that's how that's how new policies get made is you have to kind of come up against an edge case where the existing policy didn't work and you have to fix it so yeah nvidia carries a huge stick and there there there's no way that anyone who interacts with nvidia at all would have approved something like that but it's definitely uh, a good call that they're putting policies in place to prevent it in the future because it's not acceptable like it's still profiteering even if they didn't know they were doing it yes yeah oh yeah no it's not a good thing i think we're just kind of explaining that like the leadership very likely didn't know yeah um but yeah should still be addressed someone in someone in floatplane chat said like there should be refunds or the different the difference between the like raised price and the stock price should be sent over like those are interesting ideas um, another thing that someone in floatplane chat brought up if i can find it i just accidentally scrolled away from it Olenik uh, said, talk about AM5. Do you think the 5950X is a dead-end CPU on AM4? This is something I meant to actually talk about earlier in the show and, and forgot to. I'd be very surprised if it's not. Um, although I, okay, so there's a few things here. So one is we know that DDR5 is in production. Uh, I think it was Micron. Did Micron post a picture of a module the other day? DDR5 exists now. And RAM doesn't really tend to exist until there's a platform that's going to support it that needs to be developed yeah. um, for them to put it in. And then that timeline is you know anywhere from usually, what, 12 to 18 months, something along those lines. So that, uh, that falls really nicely in line with AM5, which I think has AMD confirmed um, DDR5 on AM5. Blah, 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 AMD Zen 4, Ryzen 5, blah, 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 AM5 platform in 2022, USB 4, something, something, something. This looks like a rumor. This is this is a rumor. Um, so it leaked out over at Gamers Nexus. Ignore the naming because they went and skipped 4,000. So I guess it would probably be 6,000. Um, I would be very, very surprised to see an AM5 CPU work on an X570 board. But I also wouldn't be... Um, I mean, it wouldn't be impossible. We have seen CPUs in the past that have had memory controllers that can communicate with multiple standards. If I recall correctly, I mean, I know there were definitely platforms that supported multiple ones, but I'm actually, I'm a little hazy on whether that was through the chipset or whether that was actually through an integrated memory controller. You guys will have to help me out here. Integrated memory controller, DDR2, DDR3. It would have been kind of back in those days i'm pretty sure we've seen mobile cpus that have support for both ddr2 and ddr3 or ddr3 just, and ddr4 just one thing i made a mistake yeah um the the and i want to address it because the i full plane chat's freaking out and i'm sure all the other chats are freaking out too um so that that was not a like suggestion that is what they're doing um they they have fully i know you mentioned this but they fully clarified it was four graphics cards in total in the us only and they have said that individual customers who purchase these GPUs 
Um, they offered two, they offered two options to the customers. The customers can return the product and receive a full refund or a partial refund of the amount paid over MSI's MSRP. Okay. And moving forward, MSI will enforce a stricter policy to avoid a situation like this happening again. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah. yeah, those were not suggestions. Those were, that is specifically what MSI is doing. And I think that that sounds completely acceptable to me. I, I don't know. Some people are just honestly being kind of stupid about it. Um, Joris Seboeth uh, says, giving price difference between MSRP and price charged or a refund is not a nice idea. What, what, are you talking, nice what else would you do? Like, it, yeah. what, what are you talking about? They, if I if I had the cash to throw around on a like very, very priced yeah. up graphics card and someone else probably, not even me, figured out that it wasn't, like that it was technically MSI and they were like being weird, annoying scalpers. Yeah. And then I just got a ton of money back. I'd be super stoked. I'd be like, thanks. And if, if I was Thank like you. personally offended by the fact that that whole situation even happened, despite the fact that I bought a scalped graphics card. So I don't really know how I have much to say in that situation. But if I was, I could just return and get all of my money back easy. Oh, hold so on. Like I see what happened here. This was the clone. There's two U's in the name. So he's insane. That's why he's upset about this solution what oh i thought you would i thought this was some star wars lore that you would enjoy wait sorry where where is uh, this the, the the username in uh, on youtube is joris saboth or kaboth or i don't know how to pronounce the oh last okay name. nice yeah there so, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I was just I, I the only reason i responded to the comment was because i wanted to set up that punchline uh <laughs> Sorry, I've been, I've been reading Floatplane Chat, yeah, not, I, those, not those YouTube plebs. Oh, apparently, it's two R's, not two U's. Dang, dang, maybe I got it wrong. Whatever, I'm okay with it. So, Almost. yeah, it's bad, and uh, okay, it's over. Um, PlayStation yep. 5 teardown. Okay, so there's a few takeaways here. Giant cooler. That's pretty cool. He yep. got them. So I, I know that one of Sony's <laughs> one of Sony's key design points for the console has been that they want it to be able to turbo hard. Um, so that's that's yeah, pretty cool. sick. Uh, what else we got here? Um, the uh, the side panels being so easily removable and potentially replaceable. I had I talked to David at work. He's already like, yeah, I'm for sure going to get some of the third party side panels that will for sure exist for this thing. I was going to do a dbrand skin on the stock ones, but now I'm going to wait and see what becomes available as a third party option because that's pretty sick. Like as a way to customize a console that was clearly designed to yeah. look stand out, right? Yeah. I like it. I like it. I'm into it. What 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 were the standouts for you? Uh it's it's huge. And like we already <laughs> knew that, but oh my goodness. I know, right? Like seeing a oh person for scale oh. like and hands yeah. working on it. It's like yeah. crazy. And it's, uh, it's especially just... Massive. Like I put an Xbox Series X in my media console last week as part of like a preview video that's going to go up soon. And I was like, wow, it like fits, you know, PlayStation 5, yeah. where's it going to fit? Like, that's a yeah. problem. How does this fit yeah. into my living room setup? You know, <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know. And like w watching the this. Two things from the teardown video. The audio is like terrible, and the dude is the least interested in this process you could like possibly be, <laughs> which was uh, you know interesting. But yeah, my my main takeaway from it, honestly, like the cooler is awesome, but the thing is just gigantic. Oh, like I, 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 I lied. Yeah. Apparently, that preview with the Xbox Series X is already up on Floatplane, so I don't know when it's coming up on YouTube. 
Nice. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, other key takeaways here. Uh, the M.2 expansion slot was shown. So it also has convenient holes for vacuuming out dust that are also located under the side panels. Really interesting. That's great. It's good to see someone like, like uh, Apple set so many industry trends and like not giving any about the fact that dust is going to build up in the cooling of your system is one of the ones that I find most egregious. Like, especially yeah. when they design their systems to run, like, right at the red line, right out of the factory. The fact that they don't include any dust filtration on the Mac Pro, the, the new Mac Pro, was something that I was just looking at going, man, you guys addressed so many of the other problems. Couldn't you just put a dust filter in it? Like, come on. Um, so it's really nice to see a console finally address this. Um, yeah. VRMs, yeah, sure. dedicated cooling, uh, massive cooler. Let's see. Instead of th typical paste for thermal interface material, this was so cool. Liquid metal. Yeah. With the with the like foam dam or whatever. Yeah. Remember, remember yeah. Yeah. So we've seen this done before. Uh, to my knowledge, Asus was the first to ship a commercial product with it in their mothership laptop. I think they were the first. And it was not a simple process from what they told me because it's not liquid metal is not just a matter of like apply it once and forget about it. It seeps like it's liquid at room temperature. So it can like come out, it can short things, it can yeah. it can all come out so it's not even in there anymore and you don't get good thermal transfer. So Sony apparently tackled it in a pretty similar manner to Asus. Um going for like a like a kind of dam around it that'll keep the liquid metal in place, hopefully. I, I saw some people saying, Oh, that's so stupid, you're gonna have to replace it every I saw someone say that you're gonna have to replace it every three to six months. What are you like are, are you are you insane? Are you Joris Saboth, the second clone here or something? Because there's a can you imagine a company the size of Sony? And I get it. Big companies can still make boneheaded mistakes, but can you imagine with how well known the properties of liquid metal are, a company like Sony being stupid enough to make it so you have to reapply your thermal interface material yeah. every three to six months? Like what like what are you talking about? Yeah. And like it's cool that it, it seems like like the teardown experience actually seems like decently well thought out. Yeah. Like not not difficult to do. I, I remember like trying to take apart Xbox 360s because those just broke all over the place. So like people doing zombified repair jobs on Xbox 360s was like a genuine hobby. Um, but I I like looking at this, tearing it down looks so convenient. And accessing those like expansion ports and stuff seems great. Like I wanted to address the the like memeing that's happened. Like Xbox tried to meme this a little bit by showing that their expansion port essentially is just like plugging something into the back of the console. But like, yeah, but this is this is pretty cool and it's not a bad solution. Yeah. Um and the the techie side of me likes it because it's like kind of there's a lot of modern stuff, like we we've lost tactile interaction. Like getting a new game you just download it like mm -hmm. you don't have the physical copy anymore it's just there like uh, watching a movie you don't go to the store to get it it's just you just stream it like th there's there's so much less that you do with things um and i think it's kind of cool that like and i i know definitely as a kid i would have even appreciated this more like if i bought an expansion thing for my playstation and i had to like take it apart like see the internals and like actually add something to this system and then put it back together myself like that's such a cool experience i i wouldn't always do oh my goodness the bird does not agree um i wouldn't always agree with that but because the teardown experience is actually like so good um that 
that makes me think more in that way. You know what I mean? Yep, hundred percent. I'm just reading chat, Jax. I'm not actually like multitasking. I'm paying attention to Luke too. They're like Linus multitasking right now. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> the I love that both of the new consoles have nice large fans. Um, I yep. think I'm yep. allowed to talk about that the Xbox Series X is quiet. I'm not sure. I will. I won't. I, I, <laughs> I hope I'm allowed to talk about it. I, I don't know. I, I didn't look that close there. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait for <laughs> for the audio. You didn't look that close. Yeah, yeah, I didn't look that close. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's uh, there's like a whole set of like guidelines and stuff, and we we haven't worked with Microsoft on the console side of things that much. The last thing I want to do is like say something that's technically under embargo still and like get in trouble. Um, so we're just we're gonna take our time with it. We've got a ton of Xbox Series X content planned. So far, I don't think we have any confirmation that we're even getting a PlayStation Five. So hopefully we are, but um, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, I I love that Sony went liquid metal. It really does make a big difference. Like for the same heatsink solution, if you're borderline with a more conventional thermal interface material, liquid metal will probably push you across the finish line. So I'm excited to see what the performance looks like, regardless of the theoretical gigaflops that both Sony and Microsoft have been throwing yeah. around. Yeah. Um, in other Sony news, Sony revealed a list of PlayStation 4 games that will not run on the PlayStation 5. DWVR, yeah. Afro Samurai 2, TT Isle of Man, Just Deal With It, Shadow Complex Remastered, Robinson the Journey, We Sing, Hitman Go, Shadwin, and Joe's Diner. Should be all right. So I, I don't recognize most of these names. One of them that stood out to me was Hitman Go because it's a mobile game. Yeah, it should be okay. It's um, probably fine <laughs> if you really miss it. Oh, I don't want to pull a blizzard, but oh boy. I was going to say, if you really miss it, you can play it on your phone. But like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that's not the only one in here. That's probably more on the mobile side of things. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we don't know why they won't run. Could be due to licensing issues. There are also some general PlayStation 5 backwards compatibility limitations for PS4 games. So the share menu can't be displayed within PS4 games running on a PS5. Screenshots will need to be generated using the create button on a DualSense controller. Uh, a tournament's feature from PS4 is also not compatible with the PS5, nor is in-game live or second screen apps and game companion apps. Um, so there are going to be some things that are not going to be quite the same as the original experience, but... With yeah. just 10 titles ruled out, um, it looks like what we're headed towards for both Microsoft and Sony, now that they're both just x86 boxes with AMD graphics cards in them, is potentially just backwards and backwards compatibility pretty much across the board. Like, I'd be shocked if Xbox, whatever boneheaded thing they call it, is backwards compatible with uh, Series X and x that isn't a series um and 360 and like all that good stuff and i'd also be surprised if sony playstation 6 because they're sensible it's probably what it'd be called is backwards compatible going way way back Eesh. um sony says select ps4 games will work with ps5's game boost feature that will make older ps4 games run at higher frame rates but we don't have a list of games that will support that feature just yet so I've been looking into like random games on this list. Uh, so far, uh, Afro Samurai 2 has a 21% Metacritic score. Oof. Um, 
Shadow Complex was released in 2009, originally okay. on the Xbox 360. Like, I, yeah, I don't think we're... Yeah, I, don't, I think it's probably okay. I think we're not missing out on much here. Should be all right. Yeah, yeah I think we're all right. All right. So uh, finally, Apple's T2 security chip has an unfixable flaw. Womp womp. <laughs> so now you lose your data. Um, but hey, it was all for security. Hey, you got him. Uh, okay. So a recently released tool by Hacking Group check rain is letting anyone exploit an unusual mac vulnerability to bypass apple's trusted t2 security chip and gain deep system access the hack is based on the checkmate crack that has been used to jailbreak older iphones and ipads for some time now which relies on a similar if not identical flaw in the t2 security chip the T2 chip provides secure encryption and storage access for features like Touch ID and full disk encryption and has been criticized for causing an inability to install third-party operating systems outside of Apple's official bootcamp support. One hacker has apparently even gotten the broken T2 chip to run Linux on the MacBook Touch Bar. Wow, that's pretty cool. Critically for Apple, the access also means that activation lock can be bypassed, which could result in a rise in theft in Apple, of Apple devices. That's a bummer because that's one of the things that's really nice about full disk yeah. encryption and the, this this kind of like uh, encryption chip lockery tomfoolery is that you can basically leave a phone like if it's a if it's an encrypted device, you could basically leave a phone somewhere and know that unless someone really just wants the like $14 that they'll get for giving it to a recycler, there's a solid chance they'll call the number on your lock screen and try and return it to you because a locked phone is basically worthless. Um, not anymore. File Vault encryption keys are also stored in the T2, which means encrypted user data is also at risk if a device is stolen. This is a big deal for all the enterprises that have a bunch of Apple devices deployed to their staff. And the flaw is apparently virtually unpatchable as a result of its low-level nature, meaning that all existing T2-enabled Macs are likely vulnerable and will remain vulnerable indefinitely. Now, there's some good news. Um, it can't be done remotely and requires physical access to the vulnerable computer. And that's rule number one of like electronics security is physical access is access. So yeah. basically no changes there. Um, and it also isn't persistent. So any changes to the T2 are lost when it resets, which is not necessarily at the same time the computer resets, by the way. Check Rain security researcher Danny L tweeted that the T2 exploit isn't as big as people might think because it's been known for over a year and other more serious vulnerabilities exist. This attack requires deliberate targeting to be truly scary. Um, Anthony's note is that this is interesting because if this has been known about widely in the security community, it raises questions about anti-encryption legislation's rationale against Apple. Yeah, it does kind of, doesn't it? Why do they even care if uh, Apple's encryption is there if it's just broken anyway? If it's bad, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's a whole, that's almost like a whole separate WAN show, ladies and gentlemen. And we don't have time for that because Luke and I got to play video games tonight. We got to yeah. play some video games. Yeah. But before we do that, I have to address that someone just sent 1,200 Mexican dollars. Uh, wow. Oh, Fabian says, hey, I got a refund on my missing order from LTT store. And two months later, the courier finally found my shiz and I'm very happy with my order. So here's the money back. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Shout out to LTTstore.com, by the way. They had an outstanding week this week. Apparently we have a lot of long-armed followers, 
we launched a shirt that I was basically like, yeah, the fit's weird. It doesn't fit me right. It's got like super long arms. So if like you have long arms, then go ahead and order it. And <laughs> all these people bought it. <laughs> we, it was our it was our biggest sales day ever. I was like, what? okay, <laughs> sure. So apparently that's the solution. We need to start so targeting our, niche fits. So uh, are nerds, is that, a, is that a trait? Is that a common trait? Nerds have I, long I arms? I didn't think so. But I mean, the thing is you got like enough, you got a, you got 300,000 people. So even if, you know, 1% of them have long arms, that's like a lot of shirts. It's like 3000 shirts, right? So yeah. And if you consistently have a problem with the, the sleeves on your shirts being too short and yeah. you hear like, Hey, this shirt has long arms. Yeah. Maybe. I could see that being like a need. You already know the qualities there. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. probably a really cool shirt. So if it fits you better, like. Sweet. Sure, whatevs. So yeah, that that's the new concept, okay? Is we're gonna do like kind of weird fits. Like, hey, if you have super stumpy legs, we've got we've got the <laughs> joggers for you. D don't keep buying capri pants, you know, and then wearing them as regular pants. These are regular pants. They're just short. They're just really short. Yeah. Was uh, that the what what shirt was that? Uh, the like? short circuit one. Yeah, it looks really cool too. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Uh, do you have Sorry, RTX voice on and is it still coming through? I, I don't have RTX voice because I don't have... Oh, a... that's right. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I don't speak poor people. I think... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Economically sound is how I prefer to say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a really cool shirt and I like the sleeve art. I think it's... Yeah, it's dope. Uh, I'm not going to bring it up on screen because I don't need that many more people buying it because I think we moved through like basically almost all of our initial inventory. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not supposed to push LTT store that hard this week. Cause our shippers like way backed up and like we moved through most of those shirts and stuff. So maybe next week we'll have a launch for you or something. Uh, nice. Sergey says, uh, is there any difference in features between RTX 2000 and 3000 or is it just performance? As far as I can tell, it's just performance. Um, there is some new video encode and decode stuff. Um, but I actually, Ooh, don't quote me on that. Cause I think RTX 2000 might be getting like backported some of the features of RTX 3000. Um, does RTX 2000 get like the VP1 decoding? Uh, dang it. You chat, you, you called me on this live. Um, uh, VP1 decoding, video decode and encode support matrix. Oh boy. NVIDIA design works. Here we go. Um, um, uh, um, dang it. Where's, uh, where's, wait, do they not have Ampere on here yet? Dang it, NVIDIA. VP1. Uh, VP1's not even on here. Okay, well, I got I got nothing for you. I'm sorry, guys. Ampere's not on here yet, so uh, I don't remember. There. Oh, crap. I hate getting uh, blindsided by stuff like this and then not knowing. Speaking of uh, blindsided, but you will know. Um, it, so also, sorry, that was actually my bad with the bird. He was asking for food, and I was just ignoring him, and I didn't realize it. But uh, Amazon story. You applied at Amazon. Oh, right. Full plane, full plane oh, has reminded me. Oh, man. I don't know. We might have to talk about this next week. I'm hungry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. Or or uh, are you, are you going to stream games tonight? Um, I don't know yet. I haven't decided. Okay. 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 Um, uh, someone brought up HDMI 2.1. Yes, that is a new feature. So being able to run 4K at 120 hertz, but then like sort of related to performance, there's no, there's no need for it if you... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> There's no need for it if you don't have a 3000 series, basically. Um, Nintendo asks, are those 6, 6XX or 58X on your head, Linus? These are HD 600s. These are neither. These are older, so they're very similar to the 6XXs. Uh, Fan24DRR says, if you expect something in return from someone on the other side of Vancouver, is that a quid pro quo quitlam? <laughs> what? The response was great. Okay. Uh, Henry Stickman says, would watch entire WAN show, but Hololive VTubers are live. So here, so sent whatever 500 PHPs are. I don't know what kind of monies that is. Uh, Ermama's Lama says, your mama's Lama, I want to buy some LTT underwear, but my wife won't let me unless they have Linus's face on them. I am serious and I really want to make this happen. Uh, it's possible. Anything is possible. We've got our new underwear supplier totally sorted out. We've got the fit fixed. I was wearing them this week. Uh, I tried the mediums. I think Nick tried the larges. Um, I think the entire sizing chart is now the same as the old ones. So we are ready to rock on them and there's going to be some new designs and hopefully we'll be able to roll them a, more quickly now. I have a bone to pick with oh. you and the LTT store team. Okay. what they do? You have cool, you have cool designs, mm -hmm. high quality, Prices are banging. Where's your masks, dude? Okay. So we have a sample of a mask design. I didn't really like it. I didn't really like the fit. Um, as you probably know, we don't launch anything that I'm not 100% yeah. happy with. Other, other yeah. than that shirt, which I basically didn't even try to sell it. I was like, oh, the arms are too long. But then apparently you guys are into that. So I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um I wasn't happy with it, basically. Uh, and it wasn't the design that I really wanted. I wanted to do a subnet mask. So I wanted to, to just have like 255.255.255.0 and then like some other common subnets down one side. I thought that would be like super cool. And then I got some other design that was like based on our circuit board thing. And it's like, yeah, it looks all right. But I wanted the subnet mask and I'm not really willing to launch anything other than that. So that's my take on it right now. Okay, well, you guys should figure that out because it seems like the whole mask thing is probably here to stay for a while. So yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um. No name. I booted up my old Android phone to send you my Google Play balance. Uh, thank you. $12.12. .12. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll do like two more. Uh, ben Roberts asks, Linus only fans when? I don't know how much the wife would like it. There. That's going to be my excuse. I'm going to hide guys behind the could wife. Do, you guys could do an OnlyFans that was purely uh, like uh, 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 <sighs> peels. I can't remember the Oh, like, that's like lame. If no, I'm not, if I'm not gonna cool. get lewd, I'm not gonna do it. There. That's kind of lame. Uh, Daniel it's, says it's like peels and like graphics card cooler removals. No. And stuff like that. No, I, no, no. If you're I gonna, think you guys would get some. If you're gonna be I, on the site, you might as well do. Um. All right. <laughs> Daniel says you're amazing. Thanks, Daniel. You too. Uh, Dark Guy asks if we will review the Eve Spectrum 4K monitor. Would absolutely love to. Uh, Ryan asks, you getting much use out of the bath gaming rig? Haven't really been gaming much, but I have been watching TV in the bath. It's been great. My kids love it too. Uh, Ryzen 5000, better for gaming? Except Intel still has the highest single core clock speed. Clock speed? Oh, come on. Oh, come on, bro. Come on. What year is I'm it? Sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure Linus Media Group somewhere has a good video about that. And I'm also sure that like Gamers Nexus... I, I named him because he makes a lot of those types of videos, but I'm sure a lot of other people have videos about that too. It is not just clock speed, my dude. Okay, so I posted that in the YouTube chat. There's our video addressing it on Tech Quickie. Um, <laughs> all right. That's it. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. 
this week. We will see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat, bat channel. Bye. How did this show get to be like an hour and a half long? <laughs> when did that happen? Is it supposed to be an hour? And, and we do the pre-show too. I so know. It's like, it's like two hours. It's like very long. Very long. Very hungry. Very hungry. Yeah, I want to get some food too. I will be. I will be around. All right. Yeah.